Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Bombarded. Thank you again for joining us. I'm going to recap last episode real quick. So we started off the bards had just arrived in the Hemp Hills, and they had met Corinne, Randy's little sister. Absolutely. Corny, corny. Corinne, of course, uh, had talked to you all about going and checking out this old abandoned barn because somebody had reported some activity there, and uh, there shouldn't be activity there. So she convinced you it could potentially be this nowhere man that you've come to uh, help take care of. That you've come to fear, yeah. (laughs) If that's where Razzle is. Um, Uh, Am I the only one afraid of the Nowhere Man here? Oh, I mean, yeah, no. (laughs) Okay, there you go, Kyle. There we go. but you uh, you made your way towards that barn and you found a small collection of goblins that had been in there, of course. You went about your mains of being able to disperse of them, uh, like Randy and Corinne would. Oh, yes. So, uh, But you did find a note. Apparently, they had been paid by somebody to be there, whether you know what that yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. Whether not sure. or not, we could have found out. Well, well I guess uh, Well, nah. yeah. yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's more fun not knowing. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it, it's a surprise. It's a mystery. <laughs> We'll have to have a talk with, like, uh, Randy later, Yashi, and be like, I know she's your sister, but she's kind of a bad influence on you. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah you sure. have fun with that. So, but after that, uh, Corinne said, yeah, okay, we can head back to Hempville proper. There was a collection of people in the main circle that were complaining about not being paid for the goods that they had sent off to the Bicentennial, and it seemed like the town was kind of in a rabble in its own sense, but y'all passed by that and made your way to the Monsorganum where you actually met up again with your mother and father, Randy. But uh, after that, you kind of explained what you were doing there after the, uh, you know, the heartfelt kind of, oh, my son, back, thanks. Uh, <laughs> uh, where have you been all this time? After all that, you uh, you all explained why you were there and about the Nowhere Man, and you had learned that the note had arrived from the bird and that they had been taking the precautions necessary with such a threat on its way. After which you said, okay, well, maybe we can perform a song and try to cast some magical protection over the Monsorganum to protect this area and you. And uh, you tried, and unfortunately things didn't quite go as planned. Nope. Your your words were taken quite literally instead of metaphorically, and you caused many of the walls that made fences in the area just collapse. So, well, they're just like garden fences, though. I mean, right. imagine like the walls that you see in the Shire. It's, right, you know, exactly. It's pretty much like all of those walls. They're down. <laughs> it's more cosmetic yeah. damage. It's well, fine. Yeah. 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 It's a headache. Not so much as a structural. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not going to be that terrible for them. It's not like, you know, the walls of buildings. Right. Yes. Came falling down. Of course, they build their whole houses into hillsides, so it's not like well, they yeah. have like well, standing structures. It's more about the walls you build in your heart, too. So. Oh, those have definitely collapsed then. Oh, good. Well, well stolen oh, no. their hearts. Mm, good. Yep. Uh, that that's the one thing that worked in your favor, right? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> no, but uh, but after that, um, Randy Linda seemed very curious about where you had gotten your instrument. I believe we left off with her asking you, Randy, where did you get that instrument? So let's pick up there. Um, you know, with a nowhere man, can we go inside and we can chat about this? I don't see why not. Okay, Absolutely, please. That would be good. Welcome home. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And uh, Corinne and Doyle go ahead and head on inside, and Linda waits at the door for everyone to pass through, kind of keeping an eye and surveying the lands, making sure nobody's creeping up on the area. Yeah. But when you walk through the through the threshold of the house, Randy, it's, it's like you haven't left. Everything is almost exactly as you remember it. There's the smell of, like, great food wafting through the entire area. Of course, Doyle's been inside preparing for dinner, and there's an 
entry hall with many coat hangers. It looks like there should be a lot of space for, for the sake of Yashi and Razzle. It looks like a lot of people should live here. This place looks very large. Uh, you know, there's a big table with many places to be sat at and just many hallways you can see that divert and go further into the hill next to the Mons Organum. But she says, please release your burdens and, you know, take a load off and we can have a seat at the table over here. Okay, well, yeah, place looks good as far as I can remember it, uh, so. We're trying to keep things on the up and up, of course. Not as many family members around these days, so, but that's how things go. But consider the Green Trees house your home for the time being, if needed. And uh, and Doyle kind of chimes in, he's like, I'll be getting back to getting back to making some dinner, so y'all, y'all, tea? Tea, anybody? Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Please, yeah. Says, all right, I'll, I'll put a pot on. Cool. And uh, he walks off, and Corinne kind of stays close to Linda. And uh, Linda gestures towards the table, says, please, let's have a seat, and we'll have a conversation. Okay. All of us? Because I don't know if I'm going to fit over there. It's pretty small <laughs> chairs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll, oh, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put two together, like one for each cheek. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Good they work call. like that. And, uh, Perfect. And it's just like, how, how, whatever makes you comfortable. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll go over and chit chat. Yeah, I mean, you guys know what's up at this point, so you can come on over. Yes, normally green trees don't try to hide anything from each other, so <gasps> if this yes. is your adopted family at this point, I don't see why you shouldn't join. Really? Honorary green trees. Cool, okay. All right. Not hiding stuff. I like that, Randy. I like that motto. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't don't we all? Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So the organ, right. Yes. Um, so the... The short answer, I imagine, yeah, we probably should do the short version. Uh, who knows when she's going to show up. So actually, yeah, it kind of comes back to that. So the nowhere man. Before you get into it, Randy, uh-huh. um, <laughs> I, I want to say a prayer real quick. Altonia, okay. I pray that you encourage truth to be spoken at this table, as it has been and as it always will be. And if you three would like to fight the effects of a zone of truth spell, you can. Or would you like to willingly submit? What do you think your characters would do? Do we, Would you know if it's being cast? Yes. Oh. She's um, obviously casting a spell through this prayer. No, I'm cool. I'm so got submit. nothing to hide uh, as far as I know. What do I roll? You need to give me <laughs> yeah. give me a charisma saving throw, DC 16. I'm Kay. also going to resist. Okay, go right ahead. Quietly. What was it? <laughs> quietly. What, what was it? The DC 16. Uh, it is a three plus six. You are compelled to tell any truths. Uh, uh, of course, yeah. as per the spell, you do not have to answer the questions, but you just can't lie. Right, right, okay. Uh, it's 18. Okay, 18. Uh, you're able to withstand the effects of the spell, and you can sense, like, uh, I'll say what I want. And uh, Linda kind of looks at the three of you and says, Very interesting, Razzle. Randy, I hope you're prepared to tell the truth. And Yashi... I hope you can stand by telling the truth, despite not being made to. Oh, she can tell if we resisted yes. or not? Oh, man. She tells if you resisted, and she also knows if you, like, passed or failed the resistance. Huzzah. So, okay. she says, by all means, proceed. So, uh, again, where did you get your instrument? Right. So, 34 years ago, I mean, we all know what happened. Yes. Um, do we? Do, do, do we? Nowhere man plus Randy oh, equals right. new life <laughs> okay, minus yeah. green trees. Just making sure, uh, Randy. You know. Equals me. Uh, Randy nowhere. Yeah. Randy nowhere man nowhere. Um, anyways, so yes, that happened. And uh, for the next however many years it was, I was trained up and uh, 
Well, being the protector of a giant mountain organ, word kind of gets around that there's a reason people are keeping an eye on it. Mm. And you guys, of course, know there's, well, is or was something inside of it. Yes. Uh, so the Nowhere Man, being masters of information, they obviously knew about it too. So to become a Nowhere Man, you have to have a, uh, a final test. And being a Green Trees, well, this was an obvious mark. And uh, between all of my new delightful thieving skills and the musical slash halfling natural skills that I have, uh, it wasn't an easy task, but I got in there and solved all the puzzles and dodged all the traps and, uh, you know, did all the things. And I know, well, okay, I've done a lot of bad things, and we'll probably continue to do bad things. <laughs> Let's she be honest. She looks very concerned when you say this. She has a very stern look on her face when she began talking about, have and done, will do. <laughs> that's an appropriate face. And not all the things I do are bad. Uh, these two can attest to that. Um, Today notwithstanding. We've yes. definitely <laughs> helped some people. Yeah, this song, by the way, that's the what second or third one to fail we have a pretty good track record so sorry well and honestly Um, i'm usually the one that writes all the sentimental songs and stuff that was kind of his first go at it so yeah it was uh he's he's learning gotta hone my craft yeah (sighs) anyways stick with me bud i'll I'll get you yeah thank you (laughs) i'll be weeping along in no time so um, (laughs) so essentially the nowhere man kidnapped you as a plan to be able to infiltrate you know, looking at it big picture, that's probably what it was. I wasn't really thinking that at the time, but yeah, when you say that, that's a, it's a good assessment. However, and this kind of brings us back to where we are now, um, you know, like I said, I'm not all bad. Uh, when I got to the organ, definitely had a, had a change of heart, uh, and uh, that was when I left them. So I never officially became a nowhere man. Oh boy, was I close. Um, <laughs> that's probably for the best then oh no i would agree except for the fact that they're trying to hunt and kill us all right um because i have the organ and because i betrayed and left them also you know i'm just it's all coming out i'm feeling good about this uh just so we're all on the same page definitely one time was compelled to eat a gem that has an evil wizard inside of it and it's currently in me allows me to cast spells also and i just lift up my shirt and turn around this is kind of on the breaking point. Might be a ticking time bomb. <laughs> Apologies again. This isn't going how I wanted. Um, I'm glad you guys aren't dead yet, though, and the bird came through, and uh, yeah, it's just really spilling and gushing, and just, uh, it's good to see you guys, though. <laughs> and Corinne kind of leans over, and she says, he's blighted with evil, Mom. He, we, we can't have him around. Well, more like ingested evil. I don't know if I'm blighted, but... And Linda takes a moment, and she's kind of, you know, steepling her fingers and thinking. And she says, okay, okay. Um, this is a lot to process. Yes. Um, oh, man. Yes. You know, the- can I can I say something? Because <laughs> you've been talking a lot, and that's good. But, you know, we've known Randy for a little while now. And uh, he didn't have to come here and help you guys and come to save you. Like... He is a good person, even if he has his faults. You know, he knew you guys were in trouble, and we got our butts down here. Yeah. So, so keep I'm, that in mind. Like, yeah, he's maybe not been the best little guy in his past, but he's doing the right thing now. Well, Andy's back. Weren't you, like, taken from them? I mean, that's a pretty big... 
Yeah, yeah that, that, that makes me wonder, yeah. why did you not return home sooner? Why did, when you came to claim the treasure, why did you not just stay and let us know? Uh, well, actually, the reason I'm here now, because I was worried they would find you guys and end you guys, and I think because they've been focused on me up until this point, they didn't have a reason to focus on you. Do you have any other intentions for returning home rather than to warn us about this danger? I mean, I would like to. I've always wanted to. But, uh, again, you know the Nowhere Man. I've heard tale. I know most people who encounter them do not live. Well, exactly. And having that reputation, and it's a well-earned one, um, I just didn't want to risk you guys with that in any way, shape, or form. And it was just easier to go do my own thing and use the skills I had to just press on. And luck would have it that music was deeper woven into me than this thieving thing and I wound up with these two delightful people and now uh, I'm boy doing all sorts of weird stuff when we have more time to talk there are some stories but uh, yeah I know there's more pressing things at hand so I understand Corinne told me you're the one who's been sending us gifts um, were any of these items stolen have uh, you sent us any ill-gotten goods who yes most you realize you do realize that makes us complicit in your actions. Yes, adjacent. Um, yeah, I know, guilty by association and so on. Yes. Um, generally, you know, I tried to have a Robin Hood-ish, oh, a fantasy Robin Hood-ish uh, kind of vibe most of the time, but, you know, it doesn't always work when push comes to shove, so. Okay. Are you here to return what you stole? Oh, yeah. Um, no. No. <laughs> oh, no. It actually, you know, you saw what happened. Well, obviously all the bad stuff that happened, but what happened not just with the organ itself, but you've seen how it interacted with the other two instruments, right? I noticed that, yes. Yeah. My main concern is the reaction that it caused with the Mons Organum. I know you don't know this, Randy. You were not of the age to learn of our, of our creed of what we were set to do, of what we've been tasked with by Altonia. Our family line can be traced back before the era of dissonance, having lived in these hills for nearly two millennia. But it was in the years of yearning after the era of dissonance that our family was given the divine purpose of being the protectors of the hemp hills, the Mons Organum, and the great treasure that had been placed within. Our ancestors have passed down this duty to this day, knowing only that the treasure within, if in the wrong hands, could cause catastrophic damage. The Mons Organum was chosen because of the many different paths burrowed into the hill and the pitfalls and danger that occur naturally within, not to mention all of the traps that have been laid by our ancestors, as Randy has previously mentioned. The person who set this task upon us, they spoke of the treasure being able to breathe life into the Mons Organum, which is kind of what cued me in. After you played your song, it reminded me of the verse from our family legend that spoke of breathing life into the Mons Organum. And that one day, it would be claimed by a stranger who would play a specific melody. And Randy, I'm sure you remember the melody that I would play for you as a child. Mm-hmm. And that I'd play oh, for yes. Corinne now. And uh, that melody had too been passed down. So, the danger of the instrument that you carry, whether it be an instrument in the literal sense or an instrument of destruction, I feel is not meant for you. And as is my sworn duty, it should be returned and protect it until the person comes to claim it. Do you understand me, Randy? I do understand you. So wait, what you're saying is if 
the person who has this organ plays that melody, something should happen? No, the stranger would perform the melody for us, and that would let us know that we can let them enter the Mons Organum to claim the treasure. Oh, they can play it on whatever. On whatever, yes. Okay. That's just the sign. Right. Well, Randy's kind of a stranger. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> He's you know? definitely strange. Yeah. <laughs> this is true, and uh, while I don't know my son as well as I would like to, and you did play the melody when you arrived... You already had the organ in hand, which more subverts the prophecy than fulfills it. Well, you know, prophecies get told and twisted and turned from generation to generation. This becomes the, and the becomes is, and a word gets switched here and there. (laughs) You know? I understand what you're saying. Also, and I pull out the plans that I got from the tree. Okay. (laughs) She she says, "What, what are these? Does this look like anything you've seen before? I cannot speak to it. Again, I didn't even realize what the Mons Organum had stored inside until the connection was made after your song. Right, that's a good point. And I put them away. But uh, I mean, interesting nonetheless. Uh, yeah, well, anyway, my point being with those is that uh, I think there's something bigger going on here than just what was inside the organ. And these instruments maybe have a connection and that... We've Look, we've seen a lot of stuff that kind of gives us clues that something bigger may be afoot here. And again, I want to talk about all of that, but I also don't want us to all get brutally destroyed by this epic Rhiannon. You'll see. No? I'm, yeah. I understand. Quick, quick, quick question. Yes, uh, What's the treasure in the Mons Organum? Is that Randy's organ? Yes. Yes. Uh, just, I, just I would, I would assume I got so that one, Rassel. Okay. <laughs> just um, making sure. All right. Of course, I can see how attention would be drawn to it. You put the label treasure on anything, and I mean, I don't even know if the Nowhere Man realized what you have taken or if they think of it more as a monetary rather than an item. Oh, yeah. You know, again, not being a fully fledged titled one yet, uh, they uh, didn't fill me in on all their motivations and desires and such, so. Okay. But you're probably right. Well, uh, this is a rather safe space, of course. Um, we know these hills like the back of our hands, and we have been protecting them for so long, and with the divine power blessed by Altonia upon us and Corinne having put in the time and effort to learn our craft, we are well suited, and your arrival here will only benefit that if it comes to it. We've not seen anything or heard anything other than, and she kind of like juts her jaw a little bit and cranes her neck a little bit towards Corinne and says, other than the incident at the farm, which I told Corinne she was not to investigate. So, and Corinne kind of says, but, and Linda puts up a hand and silences her, and Corinne kind of just like, Ugh. oh, well, okay, yeah, I mean, by herself, and she still probably would have been fine. She did a pretty great job, but yeah, there were a lot of goblins there. She but we trained it. well. Yeah, so she's no. trained well. But with the imminent threat of a nowhere man around, I would have preferred her to listen to me and obey. Also fair. Yeah. yeah. So that being said, I still stand by the belief that the organ should be placed back in its spot. I know you seem resistant to it but it feels like the right thing to do and I know you said that sometimes you do the right thing and sometimes you don't is this not the right thing 
So does the prophecy go beyond with what's supposed to be done with the treasure when it's been claimed and all that? That is for the stranger. Right. Okay. Uh, one thing I did fail to mention, when I got the organ slash treasure slash the root of all this out, uh, this is what it could do. And kind of variations on that, right? It's an organ. Understood. However... Meeting these two and the plethora of adventures we've gone through, not to mention the one at the beginning, now it can start to do things like this. Oh. Or it can do things like this. And pretty much anything I can imagine just by messing around with this. I believe this treasure to be claimed was just the beginning and whatever the three of us have started has unlocked it and is moving it towards its potential prophecy or not I think the evidence is pretty clear if and when we have time to fill you in on every aspect of it okay I understand where you're coming from I hear what you're saying and there is a more dire threat present true there is that so and all of a sudden you hear a sharp whistle come from another room and it kind of dies down and Doyle walks in and he says y'all, y'all still need some tea oh Ooh. oh, oh. Ugh. And yeah. he kind of reads the room and he's like <laughs> tea yeah that would be uh, fine and he goes around and pours and like it's just dead quiet while he's doing it and he's well uh, uh honey you, do your thing it's okay and I understand um isn't my part of what we do but if you need me let me know and he walks out of the room, and Linda kind of readjusts herself, and she says, Okay, so. Is the tea good? Yeah, it's uh, really good. Okay, sweet. Yeah, no, it's, okay. it's, an, it's yeah, a nice yeah. light herbal tea with right. some rock sugar mixed in with it, so oh. it's got a little bit of a sweet kick and a, a, a fruity after finish. Let's nice. say that. All right. Linda says, So uh, what do you recommend we do? I mean, where, how soon can we expect this nowhere man to arrive? You know, that's a really good question. Uh, Patience is definitely one of their virtues. Uh, And we have a little trinket that allows us to uh, see what she's seeing. Only once a day. It's kind of used up for right now, so we need to wait until morning to use it again. But uh, she's just waiting. I understand. And so I described to her what we saw and kind of her vantage point looking down on the town. Okay. And I'd be willing to bet she's still there now, but she could just as easily be listening to us this very second. Understood. Okay. Um, sounds like she's probably to the southwest of Hemville from the perspective you described. One more question. Do you two share in Randy's penchant for theft? I don't think so. Be honest now. I mean, I have to be. So I say I don't think so, right? I, that's not a that's not a truth or a lie. So yeah, yeah, it's your perception of it. So that's a fine answer. It's not really something I'm a fan of. I okay. try to roll me a deception check because yeah. you have stolen stuff. You steal well, yeah, spoons. That's straight up your well, thing. Well, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, We're all thieves. That's more of just a thing. It's <laughs> just a thing. Oh my god! It's not theft when it's a spoon. That's a four. Okay. She believes you. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that is a one on my dice. So she she's like, okay. And Randy, what's the last thing you stole? Our um, hearts. I mean, that's Not a good answer. <laughs> but I have to tell the truth. Do we actually know what the last thing I stole? I'm trying to like, I actually- I know what it is. I think it's the diary. The diary. I'm pretty sure it's, it's definitely the diary. Oh. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. 
All right, how did you phrase your how question again? How do we again? all know that if you don't? Well, I'm trying to think if I stole something else, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I just don't really think about it. So. What was the last thing you stole? Uh, diary. What? Uh, what? Mine? I, you have a diary. Uh, just nope. a diary. Just a diary. Was okay. it Splash's diary? Can I get in on this zone of truth? He would never do that. Yeah, you that. can ask him a question, and oh. you can choose not to answer it or answer it truthfully. Was it Splash's diary? Hey, hey, hmm? Splash's diary. Is that what the diary is? Yeah. Oh, you sneaky little guy. I you know, know, right? Oh, uh, all right. So cool. Anyways. Well, and who's the Splash? <laughs> oh, our teacher Symbol? at school. Oh. Symbol? I've heard the name. Yeah. He goes yeah. by Splash now. The end. That, <laughs> that, that, that part is true. So Yeah, I have uh, to say that. He goes by Splash now, and she agreed with me. Okay. Yeah. Cannon. See? Zone of truth. <laughs> Boom. <man. laughs> Worked it in. Yep. It's starting. You you can see out the window. It's getting a little dark out. As she's contemplating this, there's a sharp strike on the door. Oh, and she kind of catches and she says, "What's? You don't have anybody else with you, do you? Perhaps they've just decided to come to us. Uh, they oh, they might. Yeah. Wait, wait. Before we open the door, should we take a quick second to buff each other up a little bit? <laughs> a little bit? You know, I've got some spells you could do. A little bardic inspiration. A little bit of this and that and the other to." Uh, just in case, just in case. Well, wait, why don't I just sneak over there real quick and look out the window before we... It could just be, you know, a Milk sandwich man. person yeah. for Yashi. I, I did uh, order some food a little while ago. Yeah, that's it. probably uh, it. Uh, well, yeah. So, no, yeah, if you want to sneak over there, give me a stealth check followed by a perception check. This would be fun watching Randy stealth. He's like, <laughs> like Kronk in the new groove, like, do, 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 do. Randy <laughs> stealth and do, 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 do. Okay, the stealth is 17 plus 9, and the perception is 14 plus 3. Okay, so you're able to sneak over there, and you peek over the bookcase that's lined underneath the circular window, and you look outside, and you can see, like, again, it's dusk, not much light out there, but you see a figure standing outside. They look a little bit huskier, not sure exactly who it might be. But there is somebody out there. There is someone out there. Okay. Yeah. He's got his goggles on, so. Are you wearing your out? goggles? Oh, I do usually have them on, but I mean, oh. I, I mean, I've got them around my neck, so I can just slip them on really oh, quick. Okay, you slip them on, and you can your dark vision comes into into play, and you're able to see a little bit further with a little bit more definition. You can tell it is a nowhere man, but it does not look like the stature or build of Rhiannon. Oh, fantastic! All right. right. So buffing. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So I sneak back over and tell you guys that. Okay. So, uh, well, let's buff check it this up. out, and I bust my mantle. Booge! There I am. That's the song? Well, I don't do a song. I just turn all glamour oh, right, styles right, right. and stuff. Oh, that's very impressive. Yeah, so I guess I'll give that to Yashi, Linda, and Corinne, because okay. you can just use Disengage. It's not because I'm mad about the diary. No, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> and you two still have temporary hit points, yeah. right? Correct. Okay, yeah. cool. So they'll get some and they don't have to worry about it. And then I'll also do a bardic inspiration. Is that cool? Yeah, that's fine. I'm just going to burn fine. all my inspiration points here. So I give bardic inspiration to Yashi and Randy. Okay. And I can do that. Cool. Yeah. So, okay. So I uh, look over to, I guess, Yashi first. I <laughs> say, hey, Yashi. You're the half-folk in my life You're the inspiration You bring feeling to my life <laughs> uh, And all that and Then I turn to Randy Aww. and whatnot And I say, hey Randy, 
Uh-huh. You know what? <laughs> what? You're the happening <laughs> in my life. You're the inspiration. Oh, thanks. You bring feeling to my life. And so on and so forth. Okay, oh, mark down so that you have an inspiration, guys. I want to have you near me. Linda begins to cast a spell, and um, each of you are pretty much given 10 extra hit points. It's not temporary hit points. Your maximum is literally raised by 10 for eight hours based oh. off this spell. So she cast eight at a third level. And so, yeah. Cool. And that is cool with the temporary stuff they have already? Yep, because cool. it does not say that they are temporary hit points. It says it raises your maximum. So my interpretation cool. means it doesn't affect each other. Roger. Anyone yeah. else? Anyone else? Uh, yes, please. Uh, well, you were so <laughs> kind and singing your truths. I'll, oh, yeah. I'll sing you some truths, too. Oh, boy. Get you inspired. Oh, all right. Okay. Come with me. And you'll be in a world of bardic inspiration. (laughs) (laughs) Take a look and you'll see successful altercation. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So there you go. Thank you. All right. I can't maybe give away too many because I need them, but I'll do like um, like a really good pet talk to everybody. Like, all right, guys, (laughs) we're going to do this, okay? You just got to stay calm. Don't freak out. Like, we're going to be fine. We're stronger than one dude, okay? You ready? Yashi's over in the corner. He's like, are you talking to yourself, Yashi? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no, we're good. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. good at public speaking. Sometimes I have to turn around, okay? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. So then after all that, do we just go, who is it? <laughs> do you? Uh, uh, I don't know. Linda says, uh, are we ready? Do we want to address this problem at our doorstep? It is your doorstep, so how do you think we should best proceed? Well, straightforward. And she gets up and walks towards the door and opens it and steps out. She says, who treads upon the hemp hill's land? And uh, you hear a very familiar voice to you, Randy. It's kind of gruff, and you hear, it would be Dr. The Patient. Oh, boy. Oh. I'm here to see Randy on behalf of Rhiannon. Hey, Randy, you want to sneak out the back there, bud? Dimension door. Dimension door. Dimension door. Then what? What's gonna happen? Well, then he's gonna, gonna kill you guys, Randy. Randy, we need to go. That's him. That's the one who did this to us. I'm gonna get out of here. I can get you and your friends out of here real quick. All you have to do is grab their hands. Randy. What do you say, Randers? Randy, right here, right here. Come on, Randy. Still with us? Hey, get, hey. do this, Focus, Randy. Come on. You haven't needed your family, and you haven't needed anyone else. It's just you and me. But we can take the other two. I know how much you like them, and I'm okay with it. Aww. And so above the table, like. If I don't do this, do I need to roll to like fight his to like him? I'm gonna say not on this one. Okay, because I didn't know if this is like his in his interest and he wants to get out of here, kind of thing. So I'm gonna say not on this. Okay, one. okay. But he does try to make very convincing remarks, and he's you know keeps going. He says, "Not to mention, it doesn't seem like your mother's really going to let you leave with that organ. So if we have the opportunity to vanish, I could make that happen." Oh, you so yeah, but what would happen to the crack on my back? Would it continue to grow? Um, <laughs> that's what I thought. Yes. Okay. All does, right. Does and zone I, of truth affect Eddie too? You would know that. Okay. <laughs> so I turned to you guys like, running from this isn't going to solve anything. We came here to to deal with this. And no, bro. Just go around the back and flank this guy. That's all I'm saying. Again, this house is built into a hill. Oh. And also remember who you're talking about. If anyone's going to be aware of flanking. All right. Okay. So uh, I'm gonna. Walk, uh, not straight up to him, but make myself visible. 
peek out from behind your mom. Yeah, yeah. right, exactly. Hi. So you, you walk out from behind your mom and you see uh, the familiar figure wearing a, a cloak, you know, kind of obscuring the mask that all of the nowhere men wear. And you hear that familiar voice again say, Randy, I, uh, Rhiannon told me what you did to her. And uh, I understand you're watching out for yourself. I think I can help you, but you need to leave here. And we need to have a serious discussion. I have talked her down from her vengeful ways for the time being. But you're not in a good place, based off of what I've been told. She said you lost yourself, unless you would try to kill her. Oh boy, boy, what's up, Doc? Um, (laughs) And I'm going to roll an insight check. Okay. That is a 12 plus 3. You can tell he's being honest. You know, he's... There's nothing that's kind of giving you any kind of uh, weird vibe. Okay. All right. Um, Well, good to see you too. Uh, Then I come out from behind Randy's mom and I'm like, hey, hey. I thought that nowhere man always just wanted to kill everybody that saw him and stuff. Well, not every nowhere man has a penchant for killing. Some of us like to keep others alive for other reasons. Uh-oh. That's my job in in our fold. Now, of course, I'm going to take you one way or the other. So are you going to come with me, or is this going to go down? And if it does go down, believe you me, there's more than just me here. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a likely thing. Where are where are we going? So I back up back behind uh, Randy's mom. I'm like, oh, there's more. Jeez. We will we will leave the hemp hills. Okay. There is a safe house nearby. We can discuss and further figure out how to correct what's going on. Okay. I'm down for talking. How about talking here, though, with you and then everyone else that's here? See, that will cause me to divulge things that I don't want others to hear. So that is uh, an issue for me and our group. Wait, wait. So, I, have picky, picky, I, picky. I have an idea. I have an idea. Can you just give us, like, one minute to discuss stuff? And then uh, we'll maybe send Randy back out here. Just, you know, this is, a, this is a lot to take in. You have to. I have made myself visible for too long, and I tried being genuine and caring and... Also, uh, which is not a trait I choose to express. No, so it's believe a weird you me, side of you. Yeah. You're testing my patience, and I believe I'm my sure. patience is thin and pushed. So it's kind of weird, Doctor the patient. You're I guess. Patient. Well, you know, <laughs> I try to have it, but it does go quickly. Okay. So I guess we're doing this, and he pulls a flail from his side, and let's roll a little initiative. Okay. Uh, what happens if you crit fail on initiative? You go last. <laughs> okay, nothing extra bad though. Nope, you oh. just got go last. Eighteen. I also got an eighteen. I okay. got one. All right. I got a rock. <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, <nice>. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. So first in combat is Doctor the Patient. Doctor the Patient uh, makes a symbol with his hand, and you see this holy light kind of come out from his hand, and it's like kind of a darkish light. Very odd, I know. Yeah. But it uh, <laughs> but it obscures his body, and he is all of a sudden not there. Oh, that's a relief. Cool. Well, let's <laughs> just go back inside then and not deal with this. Okay. Oh, boy. Randy, it's your turn. 
we saw him vanish like on the front doorstep. Yeah. And we're still basically like right in the doorway. Yeah. Correct. And I guess it's my mom and me are out front the most. Yeah. I'd okay. Say. So uh, what I'm going to do is I have a whole bunch of ball bearings in my pack. Uh, so I'm going to take those and dump them out right in front of me and then push her and myself back and close the door. Okay. Is there a way I should like roll for that or? No. You okay. lay out ball bearings and uh, move back inside the door and you close it. You do this and Eddie's saying, you, you, you're kind of trapping yourself in here. This uh, It's really not a good situation, Randy. I can get us out of here. I promise you. I, I've pushed your hand before. Do you trust me? Oh, boy. We do not have time for this talk. It's <laughs> a loaded question. Yeah, but let's say this. Worst comes to worst, I'll hit you up ASAP. I know that you work fast. We so. can get your family out of here, too, if you want to do that. They'll definitely be part of the docket, yes, but let me explore a couple other options first. Okay. I promise you're on standby. I've got you on hold. All you have to do is grab everyone's hands. Yes. If you can get everyone to hold hands, I'll know you want it. Ring around the posy, pocket full of transportation via an evil wizard. We all fall out of existence. <laughs> Evil's a strong word, Randy, but okay, well, you're right. Yeah, see, I'm, you know. All right, uh, and so I guess just, that would still count as my action, though, doing all that stuff. Yeah, I would say. okay, that's cool. your action, and uh, then it will go to Yashi. What are you doing? You see Randy spreading out these ball bearings in front of the door and going to, like, close it, and, of course, you you saw past them, since you're taller and everything, that uh, Dr. the Patient has more or less disappeared. So if Dr. the Patient has used some magical ability to disappear, if I use detect magic, should I be able to figure out, like, sense where they are or you can try. detect... Where they are? Okay, well then I will use Detect Magic to try to locate this dude. All right. One, two, three. Gotta detect magic. Gotta detect magic. Okay, so let me go down this laundry list of items that you see. <laughs> oh, uh, um, on Linda, you notice that her armor, her shield, and her flail all have a magical glow to them. Uh, on your own person, your boots, your cloak that you're wearing, you can kind of see a glow coming from your, your pack where you have your sponge, and uh, you also, you can't really see it because it's on your head, but you know that you're a little circlet thing. Circlet thing, mm-hmm. yeah, we that's glowing. It. No, we don't. We're not. In no, this you spell. don't, because <laughs> you're, not, you're not under the effects of the spell. Um, but that's glowing, and of course, your your mallets and the basinator on your mallet is glowing. Right. Uh, so are the instruments that Razzle and Randy normally carry. Those glow as well. On Razzle's person, you notice that there's a diamond-shaped object in his pack that is glowing. Uh, there is a book that is glowing, which, of course, you have a book as well that uh-huh. you know is glowing. Uh, you notice that uh, Razzle has a sword that he picked up somewhere, and that seems to have a glow to it as well. There's a small needle in his pocket that uh, that you've seen him use that has a glow to it. The uh, I, th- I believe that's all for Razzle under Randy's inventory. Uh, you notice the goggles that he normally wears, which look like owls. Those have a glow to him. He has a shield brooch that he picked up that also has a glow to it as well. Um, and, of course, he's got the voodoo doll. The bag of tricks that Razzle has is glowing. God, y'all have so I many know. items. He has his, his dice, right? Uh, the core dice are glowing. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, cheater's dice. Oh, no. Yeah, the cheater's dice glow. Uh, I think that's yeah. everything other than outside. Good job. That. Yeah, I might have missed something. Um, but yeah. you notice that there is a floating glow outside that uh, is moving to the side in front of the window that Randy had peeked out. And uh, you can see it looks like uh, some kind of necklace 
is glowing. And that's the only thing that you notice All right. outside. Um, would would Eddie be glowing inside oh. his tummy? <laughs> Actually, yes, there there oh. is a faint glow. Looks like an odd-shaped rock that okay. is glowing from the Ooh. inside of Randy. All right, oh, well, because I'm, I'm trying to, like, point out where where the knower man is, and so I point to Randy first. He's right there! Get him! <laughs> what? Randy? No, no. Oh, wait. Oh, oh never mind. He's over there! <laughs> and uh, I know we have quite a list, but Kyle, would also my drift globe and the music box, would those be glowing too? Yes, those are two more things that okay. will have a glow to them. We need like a family feud board or something that's like, show me drift globe! Yeah, right? <laughs> all glowing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's all you see. Okay, how long does that spell last? You tell me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks like uh, 10 minutes uh, as long as I'm concentrating on it. So I'm going to point out and be like, he's right there. I'm going to keep tracking him. And I'm just going to track as long as I can. Where? Where? I'm pointing outside right there. And I point. Yeah, I'm just going to keep pointing and let you know where he <laughs> okay. is. So I got, I got 10 minutes on this bad boy. So that's your turn, and uh, next up, Linda is looking. She looks back at Corinne and says, guard the window. And uh, she looks like she's prepared to to move and strike if something happens. Corinne goes and stands by the window, and she looks prepared if anything comes to that window to try to hit whatever may come despite not being able to see it. So that would be their turns. They are just prepped to take an action. They're essentially holding their action for the results of what I said. So Razzle, it would be your turn. So they're waiting for, like, the window to break or for them to pop in. Do we know? Yeah. Okay. I might do that, too. But quick question. Uh, So Randy talking to Eddie about transporting and stuff kind of got me thinking about we do already know of an ensemble song that could potentially be a pretty sweet dimension door to get out of here. E.g. the one we did back in the basement to get back. So... Kind of on a larger scale. Sorry, I know we're in the middle of stuff, but like if we wanted to do a spell song we've already done, like an ensemble magic song. Right. How would that I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't be able to. I would just roll the percentage dice again to see if it works or not. Oh. Okay. Cool. So Razzle's thinking, and he's thinking. <laughs> that song though. We kind of knew where we were going. I don't know where we would go if we used it again to, like, get outside because they're outside. Well, right. Okay, but good to establish that. Thanks, Cal. Um, Doctor the Patient, just real quick while we're kind of chit-chatting, he sounds familiar. He has to do with Randy's back tattoo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Randy, remember him because when the symbol of modulus was found when y'all were out in basement and everything, that modulus reminded you of Doctor the Patient. And having talked with him about those things mm-hmm. and learning okay. from him. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Okay, cool. Um, so also, where's Doyle? Doyle is probably <laughs> still in the kitchen. Okay, because he wasn't in initiative, so I didn't know. Um, You're right, he wasn't. So <laughs> uh, I'll use my turn to... Called to Doyle, like, Doyle, Doyle, you want to come in here? There's some stuff going on. He walks out. He's kind of like stirring a pot full of stew and everything. (laughs) Okay. Uh, He's like, are y'all ready to eat some food? Oh, boy. (laughs) You've missed a lot. Uh, Stand by. uh, So I turn to Randy and I say, hey, 
Mm-hmm. So, you know that Dr. the Patient guy. Yes. He seems cool. What was he like? I don't know. I've only got cool. not a whole lot of time to talk, but... <laughs> that, is a, that is a choice word. Um, yeah. No? Okay. Like you said, he likes keeping people alive yeah, for right. his benefits. You can extrapolate. Well, yeah. I was just going to say, like, you know, the Voodoo doll would have been great. He just sees that on you and i send you along with him if that was cool with you and then see what there is to see. But that's dangerous, too. I'd, yeah, I believe them about as much as you guys... Well, you guys can believe me a fair bit. Um, I don't know about that but, diary, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll chat later. I think we've uh, uh, gone past yeah, yeah, the point yeah, yeah. of being able to talk within a turn. <laughs> yeah, sure, so sure, what sure. are you doing? I'm going to hold my action. Uh, and I'm going to wait for Doctor, the patient, or for the window to break, or for somebody to enter the house. Okay. Is that cool? And what are you going to do when that happens? I'll do hold person, which is a level two spell. Okay. And see if I can just wrap them up. And yeah. Cool. So that's how you hold your action? Yes. Okay. Doctor the patient is up and uh, he's taking a bonus action to do something, which I don't necessarily have to express, but he does wind up like breaking through the window, which you can take your reaction after I, uh, after I do my thing. And he is going to lash out and attack at Corny. And that is definitely going to hit. Oh he gets his normal damage and then also gets some sneak attack damage. And so since he's attacked, we can all see him now? Yeah, once his oh. once he makes the attack, he'll be he'll be visible. Okay. And Corny is gonna take uh, some real damage there. So oh. uh, Doctor strikes her with his flail and hits her in the shoulder, hitting her pauldron and knocking it off, sending it flying across the room. You hear a pop of a shoulder being dislocated oh, no. as the flail contacts and continues on, striking her against the temple. Oh, you begin no. to see her. She looks dazed as she's spun around by this, and her eyes kind of cross. But she turns to take her own strike, and she... Uh, she is not doing very well. Uh, she, having been dazed by this hit, she s- strikes at him, and her th- sword flies out of her hand across the room into the corner. And you can see uh, a small amount of blood begin to trickle right. down from her ear. Ooh. Well, dang. So she's- Butter her up. Yeah. That corn is done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But yeah, so... Um, Linda is going to take her reaction to make an attack. She busts out her flail and takes a swing at good old doctor, and she gets an 18 on the money. Linda! What's up? Doodling flails. Yeah, (laughs) she busts out her flail, and with her flail, you see this magical energy begin to surge, or it's actually more of a divine energy begin to surge from her weapon, and you see, like, it starts to radiate. Oh, that's max. So she does eight damage with that, and she's using a third level spell slot to do an extra 2d8. So a total of 4d8 damage. That's seven, six, four, and five. So 22 extra damage on top of the six. Okay, yeah, she gets in a good hit, and this radiant damage just kind of like overflows onto Doctor the Patient, and you see him really rear back from it. Looks like it was a pretty good hit. But uh, that is going to be where Razzle can do his reaction to cast Hold Person. Hooray. Okay. Well, sorry, Corny here. Hopefully this will help. So hold on to something and say, Step in the name of Raz before Corny breaks her heart. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, and yeah, spell save DC of 13. Wisdom save, right? Yes. All right. That is a 21. Well. So he is able to <laughs> shed the effects of your spell fairly easily. So 
That'll be uh, Doctor the Patient, of course, is fully in the room, has gotten past the window, and uh, it'll now be Randy's turn. And Randy, I'm just going to start you off with, Randy, just let me know. <laughs> we, can, we can get out of here. This is not a good place to be. And so I think inwards. And so when you're listening to, say, like a symphony or something, and you're able to tune your ears to like a specific instrument, mm-hmm. I sort of that idea, but sort of like for thinking inwardly, from a sonic perspective because okay. Randy's been thinking about weighing the risks of taking Eddie's advice and thinking upon the message that Odajoy gave and thinking about how it says it keeps mentioning two that there are two inside and uh, thinking back to that voice that said hello I believe it was uh-huh. um, and so I want to hear like think about that like sonic way that you had that voice and kind of focus on that and say that I accept what is inside oh. of me focusing on that voice not on Eddie like kind of laser focusing my gotcha. sonic perception if that makes sense I understand I understand what you're saying all right so doing that <laughs> um, I don't we don't get to use this skill that often but give me a constitution check and it's a concentration essentially you know how, like a spell can be broken if it's being concentrated on mm-hmm. give me a concentration check okay that is a 14 plus 2. Okay, so you're trying, you're of course hearing Eddie, but you're trying to listen to the secondary voice that you heard right before you passed out. You hear Eddie very clearly go, good, just get everybody to hold hands real quick. Everybody you want to go. And then you also hear, it'll, it'll be okay. Okay, and that's enough for me. And I tell everyone, okay, really quickly, everyone grab hands now. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say it's a free action to just grab a hand. So if y'all want to grab a hand, you can do it now. You gonna? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, what, what, I guess it's not time to ask why. Just no. It's either grab his hand or don't. What okay. do you do? I am emphatic. Yeah. All so. right. Who who am I by? Whose hands am I grabbing? Probably. Probably Corinne or probably uh, Corinne and Linda are grabbing yeah. my hand. And I'll grab okay. Randy. And I guess and I can Linda? grab Linda. Yeah. Right. Because I'm right by her. So, yeah. so I think we're all. Oh, oh and, and then Doyle. Doyle. Doyle's come in, right? Yeah. Yeah, Doyle's I'll in the I'll grab room. Doyle and Randy. Okay. okay. And a little ladle full of soup. I <laughs> think, yeah, I think that all makes sense of who is holding hands with who. And we don't have to, like, complete the circle, do we? No, no, like you're all just holding lions. hands like okay. good friends. Sweet. Um, so, at this point, Randy, once everyone's hands linked together, you your back begins to heat up, and uh, everyone else can see wisps of red energy begin to seep out from under the collar of your shirt, and it begins to take form into a figure over your shoulder. You almost feel your shoulder like ripping apart from the heat, and there is a pain accompanied by this that leaves you lightheaded and your vision semi-blurry. Yashi and Razzle, you see this energy begin to take form, and it looks like a very familiar visage. A gaunt and pitted version of Randy's face is forming behind him. The eyes are sunken and closed. One side of the face has skin that looks to be decayed away, leaving only a strand or two that connect the cheekbone and the jaw, revealing teeth that are chipped and cracked. The eyes open, revealing blackened eyes and a faint red glow for pupils, and it begins reciting an incantation. At this moment, all of you are transported into the ethereal realm. Everything around you has this kind of faint haze. It's like you're looking through fogged glass. You can see the inside of the Green Tree's home, and it looks like uh, Doctor the Patient is standing there. He seems to be kind of outlined in white. You see him, and he's just looking around, wondering where you have gone. Randy, you're kind of coming back to the the fogginess is wearing off and you hear Eddie say listen Randy we can move through the ethereal plane as far away as we need to with everyone in tow don't just you let me know when we're ready to go back and we can get you back there 
It won't be long. It's hard to do, but we'll be good from here. And you're looking around, and you can only see out probably about 30 feet at most. Okay. But as you move, like if you start moving around, the rest of the material world starts to form, and you can see where you're going only out to about 30 feet. So it's like we're in a bubble. Kind of, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, And do I hear anything from the other voice? Uh, no. Okay. All right, so I tell you guys, all right, um, we've shifted planes. We should go. (laughs) I know it's a lot. Again, we don't have time. Uh, We can only do this for so long, but this is our chance to get out of here and go where we need to go and then pop right back into reality. Hope that's cool. Where do we we need to go? Yeah, where do we go? Linda, Corning, Doyle, uh... Uh. Are you Randy, guys cool with leaving? This, like, I because uh, we're not going to win that fight. Look at Corny. Yeah, so. and Corinne is you know very dazed and yeah, is I'm not just seen dragging well. her. Like, <laughs> um, based on our knowledge of geography, like, is there somewhere kind of still on the way to the bicentennial, but that's kind of off the beaten path? There is Tendo Village where uh, Yashi's dad stopped off. Yeah. We hold uh, it all the way till there, though. Well, no, we could be close to the path, maybe go into the woods or to a clearing or something. Just be close to the path. Like, uh, Kyle, is there something along those lines? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, there's so, a way you could get so there. Head that way and get as far as we can. Yes. Well, there's also the cart. Yeah, I think we just need to leave it for right right now. Okay. I will I yeah. will own up to that to Mitch later. All right. So okay. that's on me. So, so you begin uh, taking your leave, and you're able to successfully just bypass the, the nowhere man that's there. And it's a slow process getting through because it's, uh, again, the world, the, the ethereal plane is how magic is connected to everything. And you're seeing wisps and different ley lines kind of connect, and they all seem to be flowing. You see more of the flow of magic not make a trail, but they make their own trails and they cut through the material plane and exit the ethereal plane and re-enter in different areas and sometimes you see like a small font of it appear out of nowhere as if somebody's cast a spell as you're traveling along and you get a good distance away to where you feel you feel as though you would be safe to re-enter the material plane and they wouldn't have been able to see like footsteps or doors no, open and stuff. Because you're not you're not treading in the material okay. plane. We're in a different reality. Yeah, it's Dude. it's kinda like a border plane. Okay. If, if that's how they explain it in the books, is that it's for the ethereal plane to work and magic to work through it, it has to lap over a plane that magic exists in. So you're essentially like on the border where the ethereal plane can enter into the material plane, depending on the level of magic you have access to. Cool. But you, you are making your escape, and you've gotten far enough away to where you, you take your look around. And again, you can only see out to 30 feet in this plane, but mm-hmm. you've made enough distance between you and the Mons Organum to where you feel like you could safely re-enter the material plane and continue on. Okay, I'm going to turn to you guys. I think, I don't know how much longer we can keep this going, and I think we're in a pretty good place. Where are we? Are we in like a forest? Yeah, you just kind of yeah like, you're kind of looking around. It's, uh, you know, a little bit more foresty. There's, uh, You're probably in an orchard on the outskirts of the hemp hills now. Okay. Yeah. We know we're on our way to Tendo, basically. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I think to Eddie, well, and I think to both of them, uh, kind of focusing on both of those sounds in my head again, that, oh, all right, I think we're safe. Okay. Give me another concentration check real quick. Oh. Well, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, so ethereal. Yeah, I guess so. Plus two. Or, yeah, three. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. So you're focusing in and you're hearing Eddie saying, yes, yes. He sounds tired as he normally does after magic like this happens. He says, we can, 
we can get back. It just takes a, a little more juice. And you hear hear the voice saying, he, he thinks he has more power than he does. But you're in a place where magic is freely flowing. Utilize it, Randy. Oh, so we're still in the ethereal plane. Yeah, you're still in the... the, He hasn't Ah. cast the planar shift spell that he did earlier. Sure, okay. Um, All right, so I turn to you guys. Okay, uh, quick change of plans. Sounds like Eddie's running a little low on juice. Um, And there's something I need to talk to you guys about. God, there's so many things to talk about. Uh, But there's a new one to talk about. And uh, basically, the long and short is we're in a magical realm. So magic is pretty amped up here. So if we could get us back and not drain Eddie and or rip my back apart and kind of shift us back to reality. Okay, well, song time then? I think this might be a perfect time. Okay. Everyone hold on to your butts. Let's do it. Okay. Roll some chord dice. Man, I did not think that the Green Trees family would go with us, especially Linda, but phew. <laughs> Corny was pretty injured. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Well, and is, is the Green Trees residence like built into the mountain? It's not like some sort of entry point into the... No. Okay. No, it's like to the side. Okay, they just live close. It's in the neighborhood of the Mons Organum. I mean, uh, it's in the same hill. It's right. just not the Mons Organum. She's not guarding some sort of like entry point into it yeah. that we know of. She's close as possible. Okay, cool. All right. Well, real quick before we roll, and this is kind of a weird place to do this, but I forgot to ask earlier. Oh, more questions? Yeah, yeah more boy. questions. Well, he's got all these questions, too. It's not oh. just me. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That you have to tell us. Anyways, <laughs> how old is everyone, like your characters? Like, I'm 20-ish. Like... You're not sure. Like well, human well, years twenty yeah, ish like, or just straight up twenty ish. Well, I think like twenty just twenty because like dwarves and humans kind of go at the same rate when they're younger, I guess. Okay. Yeah, it's and yeah, then yeah. It's we just live super long. So Yeah, she's around seventeen, eighteen. Okay. And I'm around forty two. Okay. So, but that's kind of based on halfling stuff. Well, yeah, kind of going the whole Tolkien 33 is the coming of age. So, okay. like, I'd be the equivalent of, like, mid-20s, I guess you okay. could say. So. so, we're all fairly young. There was no, no surprises. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to ask. That, you know, just kind of occurred to me. And, uh, yeah, here's the key. Wow, 12 again, B. 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 Okay. Major, major uh, minor. Major minor. Hmm. <laughs> Major. I mean, we've been doing some majors. I feel like this is, I don't know, like all kind of ethereal. Could be a good like minor. minor. Yeah. Literally, yeah. the last song we did was in minor. Oh. <laughs> well. Oh. Uh, flip a coin for it. Sure. That's what we normally do if we can't decide. Allie. What? Do it. Oh, Wake I have up. a coin. I was like, <laughs> me? You want me to flip the coin? Heads, yeah, heads for a major. We'll call it that. And it's, it's a heads. Heads all major. Right. Okay, all right, here we is. go. So we have... One, two, three, and seven. So B major, C sharp minor, D sharp minor, and A sharp diminished. Hooray. Hooray. Okay. What those drums do? What, what do, do they do? They do. Uh, well, we're working with the preset patterns. Let's see here. We got a 56 R and B2. Okay. Ooh. And then our kit. Oh, great. 93. It's always. I feel like we're fun. always up in the 90s. Which is a tight kit one. I feel like we've done that recently. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. we'll find out. We'll be great. Yeah, maybe not the hip hop pattern. Cool. All right. Well, y'all get to writing, and listeners, talk to you in a moment. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the middle bit. Of course, your dungeon maestro Kyle here, just to give you a little bit of special news. Uh, 
Guess what? All volumes of Chaos Sauce and the Bombarded OSTs are now available on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music, and probably many of the other places where you can get the musics in your ears. Everyone's cheering in the background. And so, uh, so yeah, go ahead and throw those in your playlist. Let us be the soundtrack to your life. And speaking of the OST and Chaos Sauce volumes that we put out, we know we've passed another 10 episodes and we are in the works on volume four of both the OST and Chaos Sauce. So keep your ears open for the middle bits in the future to get more details on that. So just to give you an update on our schedule, because there's been some changes, uh, September 10th, we're going to release episode 42. September 24th, we're now releasing episode 43. October 8th is going to be episode 44. Then October 22nd will be a spooky Halloween one-off. So those are our updates. Uh, of course, if you're looking for us on social media, that's all the same. At Bombarded Cast on any of your social media platforms. And don't forget, don't forget to use the hashtag Bardcast. So that's the thing you got to do. Uh, and of course, don't forget about our website, bombardedcast.com, for all your other bardic needs. Well, let's get back to those bards making that sweet music. And how many times can I say bard within the last 30 seconds? Bard, 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 fade out, good rich, bard, 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 So I turn to you guys and say, all right, so from this ethereal plane back to the material plane, just follow my lead and let's see what comes of this okay yeah just hoping for the best yeah let's talk about this later though for sure oh there's so many things all right let's do it crossing over to the other side Making waves so we can take a ride Turn it up and on its side, Randy Cause getting down is gonna set us free So, all we know is we all gotta go Hand in hand, safe and sound Finds us all homeward bound Stepping back to the material Getting out from this ethereal Plane to planes, the planet's plain to see Come on Randy, now let's all be free So, all we know is we all gotta go Hand in hand, safe and sound Finds us all homeward bound Alright, so you begin playing your music inside this ethereal space, and the results will be handled next time. What? (laughs) Are you serious? I'm serious. That's the end of this episode. Listeners, talk to you later. Good Rich, cue the music. Oh my god.